I rang Nikos at the press office of the Greek embassy. He said he had thought of going that evening to a cello recital by Rostropovich at the Royal Festival Hall. Would I like to go with him? During the recital I was attentive to his attention to the music. As always, I felt that he was in a slight trance. It showed in his stillness, but also in what appeared to me a presence about him as if his calm extended around his body. After the recital he was silent. I didn't know why he was so silent, but I too remained silent. Delicate as the calm was that appeared to extend all about him, I felt within him a solid gravity. It was as if that gravity caused the outward trance-like calm by its inward pull. Silent we crossed the Thames on the walkway over the Hungerford Bridge. The trains to the side of the walkway made the bridge sway. In the middle, Nikos reached into a pocket of his jacket and took out a large copper penny, which he threw down into the gray-brown, swiftly moving river far below. What's that for? I asked. For luck, he said. The evening was warm and light. We walked from the embankment at Charing Cross up to Trafalgar Square, all the while silent. In Trafalgar Square, he suggested we sit, and we walked among the people standing in groups to the far left corner behind a great gushing fountain where there was no one else, and we sat on a stone bench. I wondered who, in history, had first thought of a water-gushing fountain. In ancient Greece, Nico said, a fountain was usually a public spigot that water flowed from to fill jugs brought by women. Perhaps the ancient Romans first thought of a gushing fountain that had no use but to look at. After a silence, Nico said he had thought very carefully, and he wanted me, too, to think carefully about what he was going to say. It was very, very important that I be totally honest. He was in a love relationship with an older Englishman, who was in fact away, and Nikos decided that on the Englishman's return he would tell him their love relationship must come to an end. He had decided this on meeting me, but I must not think that this meant I should feel I had to return the feelings Nikos had for me. I was free, and I must always know that I am free. Then he asked me if I would live with him. I placed my hands over my face and rocked back and forth. I moved in with him the next day. He is twenty-eight, and I am twenty-six.